You know, if I, I can be a, a marketing person today, a finance person tomorrow, an ops person the next day, you know, and, and everything in between and help develop people and, and be developed. And it's just that, that variety that's always kept me like challenged, interested, you know, looking for what's next. And, and I think your point about the, the switch between I'm, I want to work a job and I want to have a career, right? That, that, yeah, I think everybody gets in a parking going, okay, I'm going to do this for now until I find what's next. And then all of a sudden they realize, you know what, what's next is kind of the next level up. And there's like this, this career path that nobody knows about and is available to virtually everybody. Welcome to All Things Parking with Danny and John. And I'm John Conway. And I'm Danny Crane. If you want to know what is happening in the industry, meet the who's who and learn about technology and innovations happening in parking and mobility, you're in the right place. There's tons of things happening in the parking and mobility space on this show. We will dive into controversies. We will dive into topics and introduce technologies, the leaders and the ideas that are shaping the future of the mobility space. We love the parking industry and can't wait to bring you incredible conversations about all things parking. To check out our episodes, head to www.parkingtalk.com. Your parking talk starts here on all things parking. And before we get started, I just wanted to give a quick disclaimer. Everything you hear on the show is Danny and my opinion, our opinions only. So I would encourage you to listen to the show, develop your own ideas and thoughts, and of course, listen at your own risk. And again, thank you for joining us. All things parking with Danny and John. Let's dive in. This episode of the All Things Parking podcast with Danny and John is brought to you by PRRS, the leading provider parking data analytics. PRRS offers a fully customizable, automated 24-7 parking lot monitoring solution compatible with any facility and operation. Data collected by cameras placed on your property can be uploaded into an artificial intelligence-aided interface called parkingcompliance.ai. The interface assembles quantitative reports on parker behaviors, trends, and peak hours, which can be a tremendous help in creating data-driven financial plans or preparing for better ad hoc situations. You can access parkingcompliance.com on your smartphone and have live parking lot data at your fingertips anytime and anywhere. To find out more, visit parkingprrs.com. That's parkingprrs.com. PRRS, a new standard in compliance. All right. Welcome back, everybody, to Danny and John, All Things Parking. So All Things Parking, what is this episode? Is this the season finale or is this, this the This is the, the season finale of season one. Season one in the bell. We got here. We are okay, Danny. What's the show? All about? right, you guys. I'm so excited for today's for for this episode for the season finale because we have a very special guest today. Someone who we've been trying to talk into being a guest on our podcast for quite a while now. In the house, we have VP of Parking and Mobility for OVG 360, Mr. Joe Lang. Joe Lang. <laughs> Welcome, Joe. John, how long you've been saying my name like that? I have been saying, years? I've been saying years? it a long time. Yeah. A long time. Joe <laughs> Lang. 
<laughs> used to hear that down the hallways of our office. And, oh, I'm sure. Know, I'm very sure. disruptive, yes. as, as you yes. can imagine. That's yeah. But effective. Su- but effective. Very second, I'm sure the second that you walked in and he heard your voice, he was like, and he he did. I, I'm not even going to try to replicate it because I, I can't even do it justice. Joe? Yeah. Now I kind of want you to try. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to start, when we're in office together, Joe, yeah. you're going to start hearing me say that say now. That, yeah. I'll respond to it. I'm the quiet one in the office with no personality. Did you see? Said there was silence. Ever. Yeah, there was. There was a moment of silence there because we didn't. Yeah. We don't believe you, you guys. By were any means. St- you guys were stunned. Stunned. <laughs> That's definitely not the case. Anyway, so um, wow, Joe. So you know, really proud of you um, and what you what you guys are doing and what you've accomplished in parking. Wow, it's pretty cool. We've been we've been kind of talking about it. Obviously, Danny works for OBG, but. Um, OBG. I, work for, I work for Joe. To, you know, Joe's my boss. We work together. You can say it. We yeah. work together. <laughs> OVG is, uh, I, I'm, you know, I mean, I start, I'm starting to see a lot of OVG. And when you see uh, large venues and you're talking about, you know, you guys have an exciting move to Denver yep. and a lot of stuff going on. So before we get into the nitty gritty of this, this entire episode, um, Joe, I did prepare you for this. We, I think everyone needs to know your story and how you got started in parking. So give us your, your elevator pitch here. Yeah. And sure. like, are you, are, what are you, you know, are you still lying to your parents or what are you telling your parents you do? Well, out of the three siblings between my mom and her husband, I have the most easily understandable job. So my brother is a chemical engineer and her, uh, my, her husband's son it works in pharmaceutical development. So parking cars they've done that <laughs> they've done, they haven't done the other stuff yeah. so they actually understand my job more than you would think do they have brand loyalty uh well they don't go to a lot of concerts or right. games so otherwise right. they would i'm sure otherwise they would yes they would. They, they're not parking anywhere that we're not not they're not parking anywhere that's not a venue of joe's so that's right and I'm probably buying the parking for them. Yeah. So, so, you've been, you've so been, there's brand loyalty. You've been parking cars for a while now. I know that because we worked together for a while. But Yeah, my, so they, my hair wasn't gray when I started parking I cars. So it is and now. I had more hair and mine wasn't as gray. <laughs> yeah. Only only Chris Connolly's was gay. Or not gay, but gray. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Chris Connolly, if you're listening. Uh, I, I understand that you're not gay, but you were gray. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty funny. Yes, it, it, it's been a long time. Yeah, so, a long time ago. But so are are your so your parents got it right away? They just, I mean, they I might don't know get if they it now. got it, but they I think they they get it now. Yeah. So, so yeah, they, they understanding that when you go to an event, and you have to park your car and pay for parking. That was a lot easier to understand than doing commercial. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, my parents get it now for sure, but. They totally didn't get it in the beginning, as everybody knows. My parents don't understand. They think I hang signs, actually. When we were in Pittsburgh, I told you, I was like, we we got in the car and I was like, I just had this really annoying conversation with my parents because my mom was like, oh, you're in Pittsburgh. Oh, you're at an arena. What What do you do? Do you hang signs? And I was like... That's sure. one of the things. Yeah, Sometimes. If, if you, yeah, if like if, if I have to, be hung, to. I'll hang yeah, the sign. So yeah. Joe, Joe could tell you this. I mean, we were on a roll for uh, a period of time together. And the Ryder Square Garage in Denver. Yeah. I do not let do not let John hang a sign. That's right. I <laughs> I, I yeah. hung a sign and drilled a hole literally right through my hand. 
So like you know I what happens. I didn't have like a, the right screws to go into the uh, the concrete um, the concrete wall. So I was like, oh, I'm gonna get a starter. So I grabbed the sign and grabbed the screw, and my hand was behind it, and it went right through the sign and right through my hand. Yeah, yeah. it was. Uh, all right so going back joe sorry sorry we, we derailed there a little bit but i fully expected all this of so. course yeah. um you have yeah we can we can go on for days about this but um tell us your story sure um like most people by accident so i was at what's that yeah i tricked into it yeah <laughs> yeah tripped into it or tricked or tripped, tripped. tripped yeah or i think tripped. i'm more tripped but i was a headhunter for many years before i got into parking um really enjoyed it but it was very transient and i was younger and you know pretty bullheaded so you'd start making some money and they would change your commission package and being kind of strong-willed i said well if you do that then i'll leave and go somewhere else and then i would leave and go somewhere else so just became whereas you know the the, the short-term nature of the jobs wasn't uh, uh, very attractive anymore. We wanted to expand our family and get a little more stable. Um, got laid off from my recruiting job, uh, was looking at what to do next. And my wife was in commercial property management at the time and said, well, we have a security manager position and a parking manager position. And even though I have a degree in criminal justice, which, you know, I've never used in my life, but and like a black belt in jujitsu or like, something. No, no, I do not. Like, no, I do not have that. No, I do not have that. Something, something probably could play NHL. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You, you, oh you actually fit like the security part probably a little more than the parking, but you. No, 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 not at all. <laughs> Neither of those things that you guys said. But, um, you know, like when I graduated high school, when I was 17, I wanted to be a police officer because they didn't sit in an office all day. That was the, my 17 year old brain only thought <laughs> of the one job I could think of that doesn't sit in an office all day. And that was police officer. So and that's parking. why I went to school there. And parking and is that way. So now fast forward to when I have to make this decision, security manager mm -hmm. who sits at their desk a lot or parking manager who gets to get out. And my 17 year old brain said, I'm going to go do parking. And at the time, my my soon to be boss actually told the client not to hire me. So um, who was that? I'll give you one guess, but we won't oh, get into that. Oh, yeah. Um, that's wow. a whole nother <laughs> podcast. Yeah. Um, but she actually. Well, when we're talking about Bad the bosses. other side of criminal justice. <laughs> yes. yes. Oh, when we're talking about okay. actually being behind bars, that that would be that person. <laughs> yes. We, we don't need we to get into that. We won't that. mention that or names or anything. But actually went to the, the property manager, said he he's not going to stay. We don't. I don't think you should hire him. The property manager said, well, you haven't had a manager for six months, so you're going to hire him. And. 23 years later here wow. i am here so, you are yeah have you ever have you like like joe like he plays hockey and back in the day you see those freaking legs that he's got on him i mean it's no, like unbelievable you know, you know we, we so we we travel to around to all these arenas and a lot of the arenas have like a staff skate and so i'm always like joe let's get out there let's 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 try i'm i'd get out there i'd do I'd be it intimidated to skate oh, i could skate pretty good but i can i can I'd be like i can roller skate i don't know if i don't know how good i ice skating i am or playing if hockey, you can roller but skate you could probably, probably I, I could try skate some it's just a little more intimidating because yeah. If you go down on the ice, like it hurts. So as Joe could probably well, tell there's, you, there's pads. That yeah, help. but if you don't have pads, if you don't have pads, I that's, mean, yeah, we're brutal. not playing hockey. Hopefully, without pads, Conway. 
Some well, I don't know. Maybe you are. Up in upstate New York, 20 beers and no pads. That's how we do it. <laughs> oh, I forgot. Yeah, up, upstate New York. They, yeah. they do it a little different out there. Yeah, we do. Little, Lake George. Shout hockey. out to the LGers. <laughs> so. All right. Yeah. So today is also a special uh, episode because we, we wanted to, to get to know Joe's story a little bit. But. Yeah, I, I, I had this idea. And I think, Uh-oh. you know, being the 10th, uh, you know, yeah. podcast, 10th uh, uh, installation of yeah. the podcast, I, I thought it'd be fun to kind of flip the script a little bit. And instead, I could interview both of you. We're going to flip the script. Oh, my God. Find some more out about, you know, about we're being hijacked. Yeah, being we're being hijacked. hijacked you, you guys. <laughs> holy sh- you know, Wow. Find a little bit more about you both as people. And I, I think we found out a, a lot during the season. But really kind of, you know, dig into some, some fun stuff. Dig into some industry stuff. And, and just, you know, to, you know, explore your backgrounds a little bit more. All right. Let's do it. Wow. Let's go. Oh, my God. I feel like I'm we're, not prepared for this. I, I feel think like I, we're on like a like I feel like we're on a face off. I'm right a now. little scared right now. <laughs> I would be too. Because Joe knows a Where lot about me. He knows <laughs> a lot about my background. There might be stuff I don't want out now. <laughs> we, we won't bring those stuff. Okay. We won't bring that stuff up. Okay, I feel better stuff. now. Yeah, but you know, like in the in the first episode. Right. You talk about both of your stories about getting into parking and, and what that took and and what that journey was. But I guess my question is, you know, you got into it accidentally. When did you realize that? Oh, no, I, I just made parking a career and I'm, I'm <laughs> and, and I'm OK with that. Wow. Was there a, That's a really good question? That is a good question. Um, I'm going to let you go first because I want to think about that one. <laughs> Well, I've, I've been in the parking industry a lot, like in a lot less time than you, than you have Conway, but, um, you know, I think, I think it, it was, and I don't know if this is my definite answer or not, but I think it was when I was able to bring my family into the industry mm. and seeing that you know, cause both of my brothers have been in the industry. I, I was able to bring them on, um, when I was in operations and they're still in it. And I think seeing that it was a, like, I loved it so much and sharing my passion with them and them loving it so much. Um, I think that that was probably my, like that, that was my sign where it was like, Oh, Hey, that, like we can do like this. This That's is happening. Yeah, I'm into it. Yeah. Did, it's like, did that change your dinner table conversations from, you know, various topics to only parking now. Till this day. Yeah. Till this day. It, it, it has. Um, it, which is a lot of fun, though, right? Yeah. Like, we we talked. I, I was on the phone. Um, actually, I forget who I was with. I was Someone was in the car with me, and I was talking to Cody or Casey, and I was talking about ingress and egress. And when right. I hang up, they're like, oh, that's so crazy. This other person was in par- is also in parking. And they're like your brothers understand what like ingress and egress means. I was right. like, Oh no, they're in the industry. They're like, that's a little strange, but yeah. like, I'm like, it's a, it's kind of a family business. And so, um, I think once I realized that we all, you know, kind of loved it, I think that was yeah. when I realized that it was, it was a lot, lifetime a little bit of me. excitement when your family gets into the industry and understands more about what you go through. I mean, so you, I'm living that a little bit right now. I'm living that a little bit right now, which is you wonderful. Speak to this as well. Yeah. Um, I think it's, it's an, it's, it's something that is, um, it's kind of like an underdog career. I feel like it's yeah. kind of like an underdog, underdog career where, um, 
people don't really understand what you do. And so when you can, when you can speak to it yeah. in, in different uh, capacities, I think is really special. Yeah. And so, yeah. I put well, my glasses po- on for a reason. Par- parking no, prime. I'm not parking trying prime. to be parking prime, but I'm, I actually will get emotional here. Oh. You, you've got me on this question because it's, uh, as I started thinking about it, it's like, uh, you know, as I told the story, we, my wife and I, we struggled. I was in the military as, as you know, and, um, you know, she didn't work. We were young. And then I went up to upstate New York, as you know, and I got that job as a sheriff and then it was pulled out from under me and it was humiliating. But when we came to Colorado, we didn't have a dime. Right. And then she got uh, pregnant. And so, um, you know, I got into parking by mistake. Um, and so when I realized it was a career, um, you know, at the time I, I was working the ABM job and then I was working Kmart from 11 to seven cashiering at night because so, I had So you're to. the reason they went out of business? Yeah, Is probably. <laughs> and I realized by looking at my boss at the time, how successful he was. I would go over his house um, and I would see his family and it was a financial thing. I saw that and I was like, wow, like he's in parking. He's doing he's training me. He's doing what I'm doing. And look at what a great family and look at his house and look at his life. Like I I don't have any of that right now. I'm working at Kmart. I didn't tell anybody. Um, And wow and i saw uh financial stability right, right. for my family yeah. and honestly that's what it that's what that's what it was about for me i agree you know and, and that's when i knew when i was looking at his life you saying, know i and i i i agree with i agree with you there john too it's like i am very family focused and i'm i'm, cl- I'm incredibly close to to my brothers to my mom and to my dad and people are like, Oh my God, you work, you work with your brothers and we work so well. We're so close. We work so well together that like being able to, even though we don't work at the same company anymore, we used to, but like, even though that we we're, we're in the same industry and it's brought us a lot closer, right? Like we have so much in common. We like, we do different things, but we, we can really like come together and, and, and you know, and, and really, talk about things that we're passionate about, which is, is, is weird that it's parking. <laughs> yeah. And what Joe said earlier was my personality was not a desk personality right. either. And maybe that's why I was drawn to law enforcement and, and being a sheriff. Yeah. But, um, you know, I realized in parking, there was no, I'm not, there's no, I call it executive itis. Right. So as I came up over the years, there were people that wanted to be at desk and it was very frustrating to me right. that worked for me on my team if you want to be an executive and you want to sit at a desk like this is not the industry for you oh, yeah. Yeah. like you got to get out yeah like yeah. you're at your desk too much mm-hmm. <laughs> well you know? it's that it's that variety of what you get to do right, right. you know if i i can be a, a marketing person today a finance person tomorrow an ops person the next day you know and, and everything in between and help develop people and and be developed and it's just that that variety that's always kept me like right challenged interested you know looking for what's next and and i think your point about the the switch between i i want to work a job and i want to have a career yeah right, right? Oh, that absolutely. that yeah i think everybody gets in a parking going okay i'm going to do this for now until I find what's next. 
And then all of a sudden they realize, you know what, what's next is kind of the next level up. And there's like this, this career path that nobody knows about and is available to virtually everybody, right? right? Virtually everybody yeah. could come in, apply for a parking manager or parking supervisor, or an attendant, whatever it may be, roll with an operator or a technology company and find a career path that's not only going to be fulfilling, Pay pretty well in most cases. Right. Mm -hmm. yeah. I Like I, I've said on this show for a long time, the parking industry has been good to myself and my family, mm -hmm. and um, I love the industry. I'm passionate about it. I'm just as passionate about it as I was at 24, yeah. you know? I agree with so. you. Well, let's go, let's go back to your military. So, uh -oh. <laughs> so was there something during your, you know, that you learned maybe during your lead at training or any of those lead at um, missions that you went on that you still use today? And maybe first explain what that is. Um, it's a good question. Um, you know, I what, would have what's to. What's lead at? Yeah. Uh, so lead at, and you're you're right. I didn't really. If you go back and listen to the episode, I I, I said counter narcotics, but the lead at. But I, I know what you did. Yeah, John. yeah. So <laughs> the lead at was a, a law enforcement detachment team in the U.S. Coast Guard, and so at the time, the primary mission was search and rescue. Of course, that's Coast Guard. Um, and then there was a faction of the Coast Guard that um, that uh, I was a part of called the Leadet team. There was 24 Leadets throughout the country. Um, and I was stationed at an Air Force base. Um, there were two Leadet teams there, one Alpha and one Bravo. Um, I think I was on one Bravo. Um, and our mission was counter narcotics in the Caribbean. And so we we would deploy off of U.S. Navy ships. So I actually didn't work with the Coast Guard. I, I would fly to either Roosevelt Roads or Guantanamo Bay or uh, Virginia. And um, I think one of the one of the things that I took from my military experience, because I went to CSU, which you'll appreciate, Seth. And some people will go, "Why does he have this?" and um, and I'll explain that. But for those of you who are not watching YouTube, he is in a CU sweater, by the way. Yes. That's right. <laughs> um, and so um, um, I think I learned, you know, discipline, and you don't get to make excuses. And so when you you know, it's like, sorry, I was busy or sorry, I didn't do this or sorry, I didn't do that. There was none of that. Like you didn't there. Nobody had any time for that. Um, and most of the time it was uh, you're in situations where, you know, you have to do what you say you're going to do. And that's right. it. And I learned quickly, um, you know, um, you know, everybody wanted to be deployed. Everybody wanted to be a part of. Uh, the program, and they had a, 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 a very strict and stringent process. You had to qualify to, for them to, when you go out on that Navy ship, uh, we were seven people. We would go into what they call CIC, into a Navy ship. The person on any given time on our watch, so we would have to stand watch for like four hours a day. Uh, there were seven of us, so we would shift off and... Um, we would literally make a decision. You're talking about an Aegis cruiser, make a decision to t at three o'clock in the morning to turn that boat around based on information that we're getting. And we want to do 72 knots across the water and spend, you know, a million and a half dollars in fuel going after this contact. And so what we were always told is you don't bullshit 
that commander that's on duty because they knew they were going to go and do Leo ops. The Navy called it Leo ops. Mm -hmm. So this person there, I mean, these are, these are like career Navy commanders that are, you know, um, very serious about what they do, right. Trying to make Admiral or whatever. So they're in charge of a, of a combat center and the captain's asleep. And so if he's going to wake the captain captain up based on what you're telling him, you better, he's going to ask you questions and he already knows the answers. That's how we were trained. This person spent their entire summer reading every Coast Guard manual on Leo ops, Leadet ops. Right. So they probably knew more than I did. So the one lesson that I learned was, don't bullshit that guy <laughs> at two o'clock in the morning. If you want him to turn around and he asks you, you a question. Know. And if you, you don't know. know, the big, the key thing is I don't know, but let me, let me contact, you know, so-and-so and we'll get the answer for you. And but how many times have you had that conversation with an employee <laughs> to say, it's okay to say, I don't know. Mm -hmm. Exactly. But make sure to follow that up with, but I will find out and let you know yep. soon. So it was, uh, it was discipline in a, in a, in a, what do they call it? Uh, emotional discipline yeah. or whatever. I mean, yeah. three o'clock in the morning, we're excited. I want to, <laughs> I want to bust. Right. I want right. to, I want to get that 70,000 pounds of marijuana. Right. <laughs> Which <laughs> I was involved in one of those. Yeah. Yeah. But well, you have to be disciplined and you have to be, I mean. Well, well yeah, yeah you, you have to know your stuff yeah. when you're, you're going for something. And if yeah. you don't, don't, don't bullshit the guy. Right. And I'm in sales right now, so. Okay. You know, so you're I'm, a total bullshitter. I'm a total bullshitter. <laughs> but there's a difference between bullshitting with no confidence and then, you know, Don't bullshitting some with, with some confidence. So I guess that's a lesson. He learned how to bullshit years, with confidence. Yeah. That's what I just took yeah, away from that, years that whole in, conversation. 30 years in barking, I think I'm pretty confident I can bullshit through yeah. the best of them. But, well, yeah. you were never in the military. I was not. Not, not, nope. not yet anyway. Not yet. Day's not over. So, you know, yeah. maybe. Um, but you did grow up in a small town, which most people, and, and not a small town, but a small, small town. Very small Right? Town. And so a, a different kind of upbringing. With Tony You and Tony, you know, yeah, you and Tony a, 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 a street over, a few houses over. But was there anything about growing up in a small town that gave you a perspective on business or life that you don't think people who grew up in a bigger town get? I mean, yeah, people in small towns don't know what paid parking is. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, um, I mean, that's a that's that's a, a really great question. But I feel like where I grew up, you it's very it's it's a lot different. Yeah. It's it's super different. Um, we don't I mean, there is no such thing as paid parking. And I my dad and I have this conversation all the time because we talk about um, EVs, right? right? Where I am like, you know, my town that I grew up in, which is Gallup, New Mexico is a through town. It's one of on I-40. Um, right. and it connects, you know, it's, it's one of it's Gallup is probably your biggest city. If you want to call it a city between Albuquerque and Phoenix, okay. uh, Arizona. And, um, so, so growing up there and, and dealing with like business politics, it's a lot different because we're surrounded by many reservations, right? We're surrounded right. by the Navajo reservation, the Hopi, um, the, the Navajo and the Re uh, Hopi reservation, which are two big reservations, um, where we, we, we go back and forth about, um, these 
business, like business politics being uh, adopted. Right. Um, and so it, it definitely has, you know, uh, given me like moving, uh, moving out of, out of Gallup into, you know, going to a bigger city, you know, Albuquerque, going to college and then coming to Denver, um, has, it's, it's definitely, uh, given me a, a different perspective, um, in, 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 in business politics, right. I would say. This episode of the All Things Parking Podcast with Danny and John is brought to you by The Parking Whisperer. The Parking Whisperer is a group of friends we have known for quite some time. The Parking Whisperer was what today we would call a side hustle, but has expanded to a full-time, standalone, operational consulting company since 2017. The Parking Whisperer is a unique operational consultant, meaning they find ways to improve things in existing or planned operations. They happily work without operators or with operators and all kinds of technology specializing in improving net revenue and customer service scores. Their average net improvement to your bottom line is 21%. Their consulting fee, ROI, return on investment, typically is recovered in about 90 days. Yes, that's right, 90 days. Their CEO, John Oglesby, leads every project, large or small. The first hour is always complimentary. If you want to see a 21% boost to your bottom line, or just need help with your technology or other parking operational needs, Look no further at our friends, The Parking Whisperer, at parkingwhisperer.com. And I know you love New York and some of these other, like, really large city do you think that growing up in a small city made you yearn almost for like oh, something like uh, a new like york, a new york? And, yeah. yeah i i i knew that like i i really appreciate where i i grew up um but when i like growing up in gallup i always i always yearned for like a bigger city right oh bigger bigger city um and i was i actually always thought that i would end up in new york right. um and till this day i i feel like i i feel like i belong in new york but um <laughs> Yeah, like uh, there, there are so many things about growing up in a small—I wouldn't even say city—a small town, um, and 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 yearning for like the bigger, um, the bigger cities. Um, I, I mean, it, it's it's just a completely different world. I yeah. don't like it's. I, small I, town girl in a big a city. <laughs> it's, true, it's true. It's true. It's 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 definitely different. You know, um, my parents still live in in Gallup, and so yeah. even when we travel to when they travel here to Denver, or we you know we're in we're in Phoenix, or I I've I've taken them on a trip to New York. You know, it's it's so right. different. So they still right. live in Gallup. They do, yeah. Huh. So they drove they drove to Phoenix. So Greg asked me where are the parents because, and I was like, I think that I don't. I think they're going to New Mexico yeah. on a different yeah. flight. Right. Yeah, no, they drove because oh. it's only four hours. Like Danny and I were on the same flight. Yeah, that's yeah. what I heard. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, like uh, there's there's so much. Like I actually now I will admit that I have a hard time going back to to the, small the small, small town. town living. 
Yeah. Um, There's no like Hallmark movie went back and the high school sweetheart and. Oh my God, I hope not. (laughs) 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 You do not want to go back. (laughs) I don't want to go back to that. So no. um, But uh, yeah, no, I I actually have. Wait, Joe hasn't told you. There's a new arena opening up in In Gallup. Gallup. (laughs) You are going back. Home. So, So the real question. Yes. What do you like better, the Red Rock Balloon Rally or the Albuquerque International Balloon oh Fest? Oh my God, that's you know, mm. Joe. That's that's a good one because they're so different. Because you got you got small town, yeah, and then you got yeah. you got city. Um, Albuquerque I, being the city, yeah, yeah. 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 But also big balloon the, festival. the Albuquerque Balloon, like International Balloon Fest, it's international, and so you got people from all over the world coming to Albuquerque for. 12 days in the like the first 12 days in October where it's insane like so I'm gonna I'm actually gonna have to go with my with my local uh, Red Rock Balloon Rally because it is it's it's incredible like you would do they sell beer at Red Rock Balloon Rally John Conway get beer there I don't know because I actually don't know if it's in city limits or if it's on the reservation if it's on the reservation it's a dry reservation wow yeah so I'm not going to that (laughs) balloon festival (laughs) so John votes for Albuquerque so we're we're going to Albuquerque you can go to Albuquerque you can get all the booze you want but if you want to go from for some like beautiful scenery you go to Red Rock Balloon Alley okay Good, good luck like finding a great place to stay in Gallup but um you know, I'll stay at Tony's parents' house. There you go. Right? Yeah, yeah, or, yeah. Or Danny's parents' yeah. house. Or, you know, right. you, you've met him. Yeah, that's right. No, no, no. Just invite yourself over. My, my parents will feed my. Oh, my mom will feed you Bud Light all day. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So, <laughs> like, uh, do you have Coors Light though? Like, no, actually, yeah. I'm a Bud Light guy. Yeah. Oh, are you? But okay. we have Coors here right. because uh, they, you know, can't sure. get Bud Light. And wherever we go, my mom's always like, "This is." Uh, it's kind. It kind of kills me sometimes. She's like, "We'll go to a really nice restaurant." She'll be like. Can I get a Bud Light Lime? I'm like, Mom. So just so you know, we I, we've been approached about taking this show outside of parking. Oh yeah, yeah. So we could start like talking about some controversial and really getting down and dirty. <laughs> but right now we're just talking about parking. So yeah. Okay. So yeah. for for now, I but I think I that's pretty cool. I don't yeah. know if I answered your you did your, your initial you did. question, Joe. You did answer but... Yeah, you did. Okay. No. Oh. All right. You got some. You got some good questions. Yeah, let's go. Let's you go. had what me put my got? sunglasses on because well, I was a hey, little emotional. John was, hey. John was turned up. Well, let's talk about the industry a little bit, and we've obviously enjoyed it. Like we've made careers, we've supported our families, we've got mm-hmm. our you know family members into the industry. How do we attract more people? Right? How do we get? Somebody to change in, from an industry in parking, or somebody that's new to the workforce to um, get in. So, like, if you someone sitting in front of you, what would you tell that person? Can Why I, should they get into parking? I almost kind of want to counter that because yes. I think that I would love to get so many people into the parking industry, but I think there are so many. Um, I think operators and oh you know so many companies require some type of parking experience right now so like i've been on a mission as of like the last year i would say to get people who aren't in parking into the parking industry specifically because i think that getting people who don't know anything about the industry into the industry and teaching them what we want them to know 
because you're trying to change. Special. Yeah, no, absolutely. But it's, you're trying it's to also make change, hard, remember? But, but I don't think it's like convincing somebody on the opposite end of the table to get into the parking industry. I think it's convincing people in the parking industry to let people who have no experience. So is the yeah. root of your parking So is the root of your question because everyone in the parking industry has the same story and we've all fallen into it by mistake? Yeah. So how do we get other people to accidentally fall into parking? Or not accidentally. Or, or set the trap. Right. right. Yeah. How do we set the trap? Right. But I, I think to Danny's point, hiring for soft skills versus, you know, technical parking skills, uh, I think people have to open that door in order to find those those folks who maybe not seem like a natural fit, but have everything that's yeah. that's needed to be a good fit in parking. Right. Whether it's on an operator side or technology side. And I think on the technology side, it's more common. On the operator side, probably less common. Right. Right. And I think that's more challenging because we see a lot of the operators moving over to the tech side, mm -hmm. leaving these gaps on the operator side. So how do we get more well-rounded people that yeah. may not have parking experience to to become a parking operator? We're just part of the industry. The, the industry is definitely evolving, right? Yeah. So I think what you're saying is that the uh, operators are evolving. Yeah. And... Um, and there's a gap there. Is yeah. that what I'm hearing? That actually is another of my questions. Yeah. <laughs> right. And, and like, given this, how does the role of the operator evolve with the challenges of hiring and finding strong managers and leveraging technology and how to, like, how do those things go together? Mm. Yeah. I mean, I, um, I think, I think parking is definitely evolving. I think technology in everything that we do in everyday life is evolving. Uh, obviously, being in Phoenix all weekend, I mean, I've never seen so many vehicles driving without anybody driving. Uh, the oh, autonomous. yeah, that's right. Yeah. It was very, I mean, I'm just, it was everywhere. So yeah. um, when you talk about technology, wow. Um, so what were those, what were those things? I think they were Uber and Lyft, right? Hmm. And so um, I think, just like every industry, I think parking's evolving too. So if you could have told me 10 years ago that people would pull onto a parking lot and then leave and get a ticket in the mail, I probably would have said, no way, that's yeah. never happening. But that's that's become, that's the norm now, right. right? So what's the next norm in parking? What, what do you think, think? Well, I don't know what the next norm is, but I do think that giving people the opportunity to join our industry is, you know, is, is giving people the opportunity who are outside of our industry to join our industry, I think yeah. is what we as an industry need to be better about. Yeah. I think that comes from, uh, recruiting and a little more publicity as people are a little more scholarships, a little more digging in. I know there's companies that are doing that, but I think it's, uh, you know, uh, that needs to be a movement. Do you uh, think, and is that movement done by either IPMI or NPA? I mean, let me, I mean, I'm not certainly yeah. full disclosure or disclaimer, but tell me what the purpose of NPA is. What are the, what are they, 
That sounds what, like a whole nother episode. I know. It is a whole nother episode. episode. So what, what do they do? What are they providing for our industry? Oh, I'm not picking education. on them. I'm just education. Right? Okay, education, that's one. I think. So do so you think it's their responsibility? Maybe it's uh, uh, maybe an, an, it's an industry responsibility to provide education. I think they're doing that, full disclosure. Yeah. So I don't want to piss anybody off. <laughs> Please here. don't, because we Pro- see any sponsors, John. I know. Right. I probably already have. <laughs> well, I'm not pissing well, anybody well, off. I'm let, just, let me, I let think me Joe ask brings this. up a good point. Well, let let me, me ask you this question. And I, I think it's everyone's responsibility. I'm guilty of this myself. Yeah. Part of when you talk to somebody about joining our industry, part of it is, and maybe we need to change this, is you almost try to scare them away from the industry. Right. And you see if you're they gonna stick. Get, yeah. It's going to, you're going to have to work outside. It might be cold. You could, you know, someone might mm-hmm. yell at you. It's going to be nice Somebody might weekends. yell at you. Well, yeah. Somebody will yell at you. <laughs> Go on the other side um, <laughs> of this wall. I've got 20 people right. over there. They get yelled at all day. Right. But <laughs> I think historically we've focused on sharing those things so people aren't surprised, but maybe that takes over from you get to learn how to be a marketing person. You get to learn how to interact with, with, executive level people that you may never get to you know work with before and so i think like even self-realizing that dialogue you have with somebody and trying to scare them away maybe is part of our problem and that shouldn't be you know it it should probably be said in a different way at least from how i've been presenting it to people and it's not it's not it's so it's not like it's not it's not a normal job right we are yeah. in the parking industry. We people who know me very well till this day still don't understand why I work sometimes seven days a week. Right. They're like, "What? You don't work Monday through Friday, nine to five? And I'm like, "Because right. no. you're in New York, man. <laughs> City that so, never sleeps." I think. Yeah. Right? So let me ask City you a question never, then. Never sleeps, which I need sleep. So let me ask you a question then. Is one of the of the solutions, or should should our industry be recruiting right out of high school? No. No. She Ooh, says, all right. Wow, that was quick. <laughs> that was fast, too. That was fast. Yeah. You know, the tech industry does recruit right out of high school. So you said uh, no par- pretty par- quick. Parking, I'd love to hear. The parking tech industry? No, no. The real tech. In- well, no, I shouldn't say real. <laughs> oh, put, putting no, parking. That was a no, self no, put down. Wow, that was a self put down by Josh. Yeah, no, I'm, no I'm, okay. I'm not saying that. I'm talking about like the Googles and the. So, so what you said? No, I, quick. I why? Why are you against bad, that? I don't think it's a bad. I. I don't think it's a bad idea. Well, uh, it's not an idea. People are doing it in the parking industry. No, not in the parking. Industry, yeah, which apparently to you were not a part of. No. So. <laughs> I, I'm not going to um, live that down. I deserve yeah. that. I'm going to put my sunglasses. Yeah, yeah. You might want to. want to do that. Right no, I mean, I I'm going to give you the evil eye. You can't see it. Now. <laughs> <laughs> um, I. Maybe I take that back a little bit, but in a sense, I don't, I mean, sure. Okay. Why not? But what is, for for what purposes are we, are we using them in lots? Are we using them as enforcers, which, you know, we're not. Could you bring somebody up that is. um, Yeah, but where do, where do, okay. But my question to you is where do they start? Where are we, where are we putting them? Where do we start? Because the, the parking industry right now is moving to more of a free flow kind of model, right? We don't need people in the lots anymore. So when we're recruiting straight out of high school, are we recruiting them to dispute citations? Are we, what are we, what are we bringing them into? Because are, are we almost doing them a disservice? I guess that would be my counter. 
Okay, so my response, I guess, to that would be, then who are we trying to recruit into our industry? I mean, that's what we're talking about, right? Yeah, no, I, and I get that, but I guess what, I'm just saying, what, where are we trying? Where where are we pulling from? Where are we recruiting? What do what do we want them? I'm just saying, I think, uh, could you pull somebody out of high school? And develop their career better and have them have a faster track than maybe going to college and then winding up somewhere. Sure. I think the reality is giving that somebody an opportunity. What you what you're both saying is actually accurate. So to Danny's point, I agree. the entry level positions we had 10 years ago are a fraction of what they are today. Correct. Cashiers, attendance, totally enforcement it. is a mm -hmm. fraction. But I do think we need to recruit everywhere and anywhere we can. And if we can get somebody interested in the industry, and I'll use my own son as an example, right? Who right. reluctantly started in the industry and, and you know, said, I'm not going to, I'm not going to follow you, but like found something that he really loves. And right. you know, I think he does a great job at, and, you know, could see a, a career in the industry, but Absolutely. Um, I think it's a little combination of both. You yeah. know, I, I think that gets back to the, when we were uh, when I talked when we were talking to Tony from the golf tournament, briefly them giving people second chances and oh, things yeah. like that. Absolutely. I think I think giving somebody a chance out of high school that might not have an opportunity or doesn't want to go to college doesn't want to. I think I think there's something there. Yeah, to be honest with could you, could we be the they new, could have the a great new, life? Could we do be the new trade school? Yeah, right. Wow, I like that. Right. I just made that up. It's pretty good. No, I think and it's good. Entering a new business idea. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, or that, no, a new uh, influence path. That's right. So I, I really want parking wanna, influencers. This is, is I'm going to put I'm going to put everybody on notice. Like I'm I, after you know because I have some criticisms. Like I've talked about all oh, this shit. I, you know why are we doing this at uh, this Las Vegas twenty times? And you know who knows. I'm not involved. I'm sure there was a reason, but I want to get involved in, there's some people there, you know, I, I want to be part of the new blood, even though I'm old blood, like the IPMI board and the NPA board, like what's going on. I want to be involved in that. I do. Yeah. I feel like, uh, they need to have like entrepreneurs and people that are not just, you know, I'm, and then this is, again, I'm not <laughs> criticizing, but the people that'll stand up and go, like, seriously, man, we're, right. not, we're not doing that. <laughs> like, this is, you know, to what be I mean? the voice of reason. Uh, I'm, not, counter, I'm not a voice of reason, but well, so I, you know, there'll be another voice of reason in the room that'll say, okay, yeah, yeah. But there might be like, but to be the be the voice <clears throat> of disruption. How about that? Maybe that's and, right. And I mean, it goes to heart with the uh, Oakview Group's model of positive disruption mm -hmm. in the sports and entertainment industry. Yeah. But like, I right. think. Things need to be disruptive. That's right. And I think when you're not disruptive, then things don't grow and evolve. And so that's, you know, I, I think that's a great point. I think I there's agree. room for change. And uh, I think we need it because yeah. the status quo of it's just not where I mean, I don't know. I don't I think this is just my personal opinion. I think we have a lot of I think you've sparked some some deep conversation here that could could go, you know. Uh, I but, think this industry as yeah. a whole needs to have some change in order to yeah. bring different people in like you brought up and all these different things. We can't, you know, right? 
Yeah, no, absolutely. I think it's a great point. We're going to hit every emotion with you today, Johnny. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> well, let, let's get a little in the shallower end. Uh, but Joe, why don't we first, do that? First so. and foremost, I think uh, we, we might just need you on every episode because we're, we're, staying, on, we're staying on a great track. Here. Yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. Well, we're getting a little shallow. We're going to call this segment the Fast Five. All right, let's do okay, it. A little, okay. little oh. more fun you questions. That, producer? Fast Five. A little fast more five. with Joe Lang. <laughs> All right. He's, he's going to be in podcasting. He just doesn't know it yet. Question oh. number one. Wait, yes. Wait, wait, what's, yes. Is it a yes? This, oh, the first, the first one. Well, I was about to get to Sorry. that. You so the first Sorry. question, yes or no. Okay. Putting your shopping cart back in the corral is a good test of somebody's character. Yes. Putting your shopping cart back in the corral. The fact that you didn't answer that in two seconds. Oh, I already know your answer. <laughs> wait a minute. Wait, no, I, uh, I don't understand well, it, to be honest. With. So what when you go grocery shopping... Do you put it where they're supposed to go oh, in I the put, parking I lot? I put it back in the okay. corral. All I right. do. All right. Good. <laughs> Are there any other little character tests that you guys know or do you? Um, My wife's was, do you throw your stuff away after the movie or just leave it there for somebody? Oh. So throw I, your stuff away. Throw your so stuff I have away, to answer people. this honestly. Um, Oh, so, great. <laughs> honestly, uh, when I was going no, to the movies, honestly. I never knew that you had to do that or did that. So the first time I realized <laughs> that that is a thing to do. That your mom didn't work at, we, the, at the uh, Do you movie remember theater? Chris Connolly? I know him. Yeah, he very well. Yeah, he took oh, us to the, uh, he took us to a, a show down, at, you know, he was the Broadway yeah. guy. So he took us to a show at the Deepak. Yeah. And I don't know, we had a bunch of stuff and he, he was picking it up and I'm like, what are you doing? And he's like, you, you, you do do this at the movie theater. And I was like, no, I don't. And so I do, I pick up the stuff yeah. to the point where, you know, if my wife spilled popcorn, I'm like on the floor, like sweeping it up, sweeping it up putting yeah. it into yeah. the thing. Yeah. So, uh, of course I blame the spilling my wife's listening. Yeah. It was probably <laughs> me. Did, did you guys catch that? Yeah, I blamed it on her. It was me. We of course. Know it wasn't you, Michelle. Sorry, it's Michelle. It was, awesome. I know it was me. All right. Number two. Yep. That's... What's a quote or motto that you live by? <laughs> oh, I got this one. one. Came, came Get it. Well, let's hear it. Let's hear it. No, no, no. No. Because that's not Get it I... fucking done. There you go. Get it fucking done. Live by that too, John. Yeah. All right. No excuses. Do the work. Yep. Yep. You played softball. Did you ever play baseball or softball? I played both. Okay. Um, I played softball with a bunch of fraternity brothers okay. right up until a few years ago. All right. What's your walkout song? Ooh. <laughs> Where are we going to drink beer? <laughs> <laughs> Five o'clock somewhere? Yeah. You know, maybe that? Where are we meeting? <laughs> We're drinking beer somewhere. <laughs> That's your walkout song. Is that a song? Or is, uh, it was or a just song in good? my head. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it was. It was. A, it was a private song. <laughs> Where are we going to drink beer? It's, it's a soon-to-be-written song. Yeah, I can Lyrics. put music. My brother Lyrics can to put music to it. There you go. Sure. There you go. Matter of fact, we'll open that up in the second season. Mm. Danny, what's your walkout song? Oh, you know, it's it's probably something something along the lines of Ti. Yeah, very some very heavy. Well, I guess it's not very heavy rap, but definitely yeah. Ti. I'm going to say either Bring Him Out or Top Back. Yeah, right. So what's what a walkoff song is like? Walk out. Uh, walk out. Walk, walk out. Off. Like is that like a drop the mic thing? No, or? when you're it's when like you go to bat, song. you it's go like to. Oh, you've been to a Rockies game. Song. Yeah, yeah like the song, song when you used to to, to walk out. Yeah. 
Wow. Like what, like you don't like, what do you listen to when you drive to the office in the morning? Don't you get in like a mindset? Uh, he listened to your podcast to like take notes <laughs> about the next Zach one. Brian. Okay. okay. All right. I mean, yeah. is that going to get you pumped up to hit a home run? No. Okay. <laughs> so what is But to drink beer. So now, yeah. so now I think it's really funny. My initial answer. I didn't <laughs> yes, know what the fuck was. you were talking about. Okay. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Well, that, that, that would be why I asked if you played baseball. No, I, I get it. Makes, it. I, I'm too now. old. Though. We didn't now. have any walk-off songs. <laughs> walk-up. <laughs> walk-up, walk-off. All right, all right. I, I think we're good with that one. All right. But parking buzzword. Sorry. Kiss, marry, kill. Okay. Mobility hub, curb management, and frictionless. Kiss, marry, kill. Mobility okay, hub, curb management, frictionless. I would kiss mobility hub. What was the what was curb it? management and frictionless? I would kill curb management. And then what was my last one? Frictionless. I know. What are the other ones though? Kill, marry, what? Kiss, I'm I'm making it PG thirteen. Okay. Kiss, marry, kill. Kiss, marry, kill. Oh, so that means I have to marry frictionless, which sounds <laughs> very dirty. I'm 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 marrying fr frictionless. <laughs> yeah, baby. I'm already I got married before the question. Well, you know, the unintended consequences of asking a question like that's, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Marion Frictionless. Okay. What's the other? Kiss. Curb Management and Mobility Hub. I'm killing Mobility Hub. Yeah. And I'm mm. kissing Curb Management. All right. All right. Woo! All right. There you go, Romy. Question, question number five. Yeah. What's your hidden talent? Um, You go first. Wow. Oh, God. This is embarrassing. I know. Joe. I can drink 25 beers. I mean, that's I not a, hidden, I'm Conway. Hidden. hidden. Okay. Hidden talent. <laughs> um, I, <clears throat> let's see. Jeez, this is. I got a few. I just got to, I just got to fill out which one I want to like expose. Yeah. I think I, I can answer that. All right. Go, go for it. Tenacious. Very tenacious. For you? Yeah. Mm. yeah. A, That's your hidden of, talent? I think so. I'll never oh, give up. Yeah. Oh, well, that's not fun. I mean, that's I great. Think, that's a great hidden talent. But I thought we were talking in like, I, I was going full circus here. Yeah. I actually like getting knocked down a couple times. It's fun. <laughs> I mean... What's that song? Oh, that you're, should you're be the that Rocky should be of that should be your walkout song. What is what is that? Oh, I'm Chumbawamba. That, I'm not that Chumba, cool. So I'm John's walkout cool. song is Chumbawamba. Chumbawamba. I get knocked down and I get up again. That's a Rocky. Theme that's Rocky. Song. Maybe that's it. <laughs> that is not oh Chumbawamba. It's pretty cheesy. <laughs> <laughs> Here comes Conway's. Yeah. Couldn't he oh, pick something yeah. better? It's like yeah. the yeah. I'm not even. I'm not gonna try to sing on air right now because that's yeah. that would be. Oh, I, I'm I'm with you, Joe. Yeah, 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 you, yeah, you yeah. got the Chumbawamba reference. Yeah, right? I do. I'm almost embarrassed. I know it's Chumbawamba. But no, oh, no, and I'm seeing it in my head, yeah. and I just don't want to. You know. Yeah. But okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'll, I'll let you guys get away with no hidden talents. Oh no! I, I got. I, I said you know, tenacious. That's, tenacious. That's not one. a hidden talent. Though, like a hidden okay. talent is like you could do a backflip or oh, I see. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, what, what is my hidden talent? All right, Danny. I can, Danny okay. has, I can ski has, pretty good. You can ski? All yeah. right. Even today. That's still not a hidden talent, but okay. 
Like, okay, so what is your hidden talent? Well, I grew up in theater, so okay. I was in theater. So I learned how to walk on stilts, which is very strange. But wow. I can walk. On, I can walk on stilts. If you gave me a pair of stilts, so, I can walk cool. on stilts. See going. that? Yeah, okay. that's a hidden talent. And my, and my, to, till this day, my parents. Jeez. I, I think they still have a pair of stilts. Not that I walk on them when I go home or anything. Just nostalgia but purposes. I'm a good yeah, if you gotta like dust up high, you can juggle. I wow. can juggle pretty really? good. Yeah. Hmm. You ever see the guy out at the? I can maybe do season. I think in season two we're gonna have to I do like do, a full video, I and we're gonna have to like battle. Those little basketballs. Really? Yeah. Okay. Wow. What about what, basketballs or bowling head. pins? Ooh. I can do bowling pins too. Ooh. See, that's a hidden talent. That's a hidden talent. That's, there you that's go. a hidden talent. There you go. Today we had Joe Lang on the podcast, and we enjoyed our conversation so much. We broke it into two parts. Be sure to listen to episode nine and episode ten. Thanks for listening to All Things Parking with Danny and John. We are so happy you joined us on the podcast and hope you'll stick around for future episodes. We love the parking industry. And more importantly, we love talking about all the crazy stuff happening in the parking and mobility space. We hope you join us on the next episode of All Things Parking with Danny and John. If you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to the podcast on YouTube and your favorite podcast app. We will see you next time on All Things Parking with Danny and John. To make sure you don't miss an episode, head to www.parkingtalk.com.